Welcome to the Pharmasource podcast. Today's episode is a CDMO session with Carbogen AMSIS. I interview EVP Stefan Fritschi about how they approach contract manufacturing, the services they offer, and advice on how to create better partnerships with pharma. Stefan, very good to meet you. Would you mind introducing yourself, please? Hi, my name is Stefan Fritschi. I'm Executive Vice President Business Units. Um, we got uh, different um, sites worldwide and um, operationally responsible for the um, operational sites in, in our corporation, uh, Carpage and Amsis. In my function, I'm overseeing all the um, interactions and activities in, in our company. And um, what we are specialized in, of course, um, like this um, topic today is uh, in C- CDMO business. Hmm. We are um, specialists in providing services in de- developing chemical processes, but also processes to um, produce drug products, chemical processes to produce drug substance, and then we provide also the final product uh, where we have a site in France. A part of the French site, we got a site in Switzerland consisting of four factories, one in the UK, one in Venendal, and in, which is in the Netherlands, and one in Shanghai. Hmm. And our operations is um, covering all the sites there. And depending on the nature of the product and projects, we um, run our activities also in between sites with each other or on a single site and send the product to our customers. The activities we are doing is in principle, classical organic chemistry on the drug substance side um, in, in a batch mode normally. Uh, we cover all the known uh, chemical organic chemistry and we um, also do uh, apply new technologies. We come later on to this uh, topic a bit more. Um, we got um, chromatography with what we can handle up to production scale. Uh, but also uh, ADC as a more modern uh, technology in our area. And you support your customers all the way from clinical trials all the way to being released on the market. Why is that important? Well, it is for numerous reasons important. Uh, You're right. We are starting our relationship normally with the clients at the very early phase. And then we build up a trustworthy um, relationship with our uh, customers. And this lasts normally maybe five to 10 years until we develop the chemical processes up to a stage uh, where we can call it commercial. Mm -hmm. So that's the the ultimate goal that we can accompany our customers from early phase through all the clinical phases um, up to commercial production. And finally, if everything goes fine, the product is successful on the market, um, we can produce commercially and enter in a new era with our customer. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is on the drug substance side and on the drug products, we doing the same. We just recently opened a site in France where we can handle highly potent compounds um, up to commercial phase as well. But again, we start very early and end up with a commercial production. 
And congratulations, I should say, for winning your recent award, which was at the Chemistry Industry Awards. Could you mind explaining why you won that award, please? And, and what was it that um, achieved that sort of efficiency improvement? Yes, this happened in uh, in our UK site in Manchester. And there we are very long time on, on, and that's in, on that location. Um, it's uh, about 40 years since we started there. And a lot of processes are maybe a bit aged, were aged, and I mean, operational processes. And we reviewed um, the, the progress and the processes and we're looking for efficiency mm -hmm. gains. And this is uh, from different, different areas. Let's say um, how we handle uh, waste material, uh, where we optimized our, our processes that we can recycle material, recycle uh, solvents, but also um, where we optimized our shift system, our working pattern, uh, where we can now cover also 24 seven to reduce the uh, cycle time. Um, this was new in our site. So we increased our uh, efficiency and productivity by about 30%, so which is quite mm -hmm. remarkable. Um, we also uh, improved our uh, interactions in between departments with the analytical and, and the chemical development, but also in production. So this is all in all, it's an achievement we have um, performed over the past 12 months. So again, this is very remarkable in a short time. Uh, we have uh, achieved this goal. Looking at your sustainability report as well, I, I saw that you're 100% renewable electricity at some of your sites, which is also a great achievement. How did you go about that, please? Well, this is an endeavor um, specifically in Switzerland, where we got the four sites, uh, where we um, had to start this work years back, even before it was uh, really popular in, in the media, we had a long-term uh, negotiation with our suppliers. It was quite successful. So um, Switzerland is a good place to achieve this because uh, we have a lot of uh, hydroelectric power plants and, and therefore we have long-term contracts uh, with our suppliers. And this is how we can um, uh, could, could achieve this. Um, we also now looking into more photovoltaic um, environment equipment um, to invest into this area as well, so that we can produce in our own electrical power. At the moment, we are um, collaborating with our suppliers. When pharma companies come to you, is it generally because they're looking to make that kind of improvement in sustainability or efficiencies, or do they tend to work with you around areas like cost savings, which are obviously so important right now, we're in a time of, of high inflation. How, how do you think about making a, the right balance between those type of business imperatives, sustainability, cost reduction, uh, innovation? How do you create a balanced offering? Well, it's an interesting question. Um, I think in, over the past four years, so many things happened in the industry and in the world that it's kind of a combination of everything. Mm. Um, first of all, the trigger and the motivation of our clients is Predominantly, they want to have a new product in their hands. They want to develop something new, a new uh, medicine, new drug. And so they're looking for specialists who can provide these things. Of course, then in parallel, um, over the past, especially past 12, uh, 18 months, 
uh, inflation is a big topic. So we need to have cost control everywhere. And the customers are very sensitive towards this. And there the efficiency increase uh, comes into play that we uh, offer solutions which are um, worthwhile and valuable for our clients. And they see that they can achieve their goal, not only cheap, but done in a relatively short time. It's not only about the money they spend, but also how long does it take until they get the final product. The final product is, of course, A, the material itself, Mm-hmm. but also the all the information about the chemical processes or the processes how to develop and produce the drug product. Mm-hmm. So it's all the whole package which is important. Also, uh, what is needed to go to regulatory affairs, to the authorities, to file a document, and, and so on and so forth. So all this comes into, into play when, it, when the customer wants to achieve and uh, obtain a new product. How do you foster a culture of innovation within the CDMO? What are the methods and tools you use to come up with new ideas and new solutions? Yeah, this is not really something new. Uh, innovation innovation is uh, something what Carbogenemsis was for a long time active in, well, applying new technologies. For example, I can give you an example, um, simulated moving bed, SMB, we started to offer this service in the late 90s where the industry and technology was not very familiar uh, with this technology. But in that time, but also today, it was very beneficial to our client because it's a very rapid synthesis, um, sorry, a very rapid method to um, provide uh, chiral compounds, optical pure compounds. And, and this is how we made this uh, that time. Uh, in the meantime, of course, uh, innovation is even more crucial, and that's why we have a standing group with people, a set of people uh, who are reviewing the market, reviewing the literature, talking to clients, potential clients, and uh, go to symposia to see what is new in the market. I can also give you an example. Um, we started some years back with the flow chemistry, continuous flow, uh, to produce not only in a more efficient way new products, but also um, using this application uh, to run processes which are maybe more risky from a safety standpoint, or they're just not valuable uh, to be run in a batch mode. So there we have um, started a project about three years ago. Uh, We developed the chemistry and we went through the clinical phases. Right now, we are in the validation phase, meaning that we had to develop all the cleaning and the uh, also discussion uh, with uh, the authorities because authorities are not very familiar with continuous flow. So we had to discuss with them and develop um, also what kind of uh, filing and information is needed to provide this uh, information to the authorities. So now we are at the doorstep to run a commercial process with continuous flow. Will that open you up to a a new market, do you think? Well, this is part of the motivations uh, because uh, there are new chemistry steps which can be done in a batch mode, but not very efficiently. So this opens a new segment. It's maybe not the the huge um, trends uh, in 
in, in the industry, but there's more and more chemistry steps which are um, a bit cumbersome in the traditional way of working. So we can offer these services and uh, also show the customers that their a new thinking is sometimes valuable to um, to reach the goal. Hmm. Stefan, I wonder if you could talk about some of the best practices um, that you've experienced in how to partner with other farmer organizations. Um, I don't know whether you can name names or not, but it'd be good to know, you know, a few examples of of what a good collaborative partnership looks like and how that type of partnership can address some of the things we've talked about. So cost control, um, sustainability, innovation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of course, I cannot uh, name any any companies because this is one of our principles. It's not only the, the material and product IP, but those are confidentiality that the customers understand is exclusive to us. And, um, and we take this very seriously. Um, the topics you've just mentioned are very important. So what kind of agreement do we have with our customers? First of all, we listen what the goal is, what the customer tries to achieve, and then we can tailor the agreement. So we have a single PO contract through a framework up to FT work. So this is um, the different kinds of collaboration uh, agreements, depending on uh, the customer. Um, the more flexible he would like to have it, the more we go towards the FT agreement. FT agreement is the most flexible one where he can allocate the resources to his, his uh, desire. He can uh, say um, over the next weeks and months, I'm working on this target and he can switch the resources on short notice to other targets if he has changed his mind, which is quite often the case. Um, on a PO basis, it's more fixed. So we have a target. We achieve this and then it's done. The cost control is, uh, of course, uh, very important. We provide track sheets where the customer sees how much money he has spent, where does he spend, and if there are deviations, we are looking for an early conversation with him to talk about the best solution. Either we rearrange the target or um, we talk about a new agreement. What about bad partnering? Are there any examples that come to mind of where a partnership hasn't worked as well as it could and, and why was that yes um bad partnering i would i would like to to rephrase it in in a way which is more what is a good partnership mm-hmm. um, good partnership is if you have a trustworthy and an open and transparent relationship where you can talk about problems what pop up um, cumbersomes or challenges and you can talk about solutions where the customer is reluctant to, for example, to tell us what he has already done. Sometimes their customers, specifically at the beginning of a collaboration, um, he thinks, yeah, it's maybe just important to know um, the synthesis and we need five kilograms or 50 kilograms of material. That's all. But then there is a risk that we duplicate the effort that we repeat what the customers already done, not only the good results, but those are the pitfalls. The more open the communication is, the better and more efficient the collaboration is as well. So this is um, maybe answered your question in a different way. So we, our desire is to have a transparent and a proactive uh, communication and collaboration with our clients. 
Yeah. While secrecy is understandable in such a competitive industry, it makes it really hard, doesn't it, to, I guess, to advise and recommend the right solution? Um, absolutely. Um, of course, we we just need the, the information which is determined and, and important to our uh, task. We don't need to, to have uh, all the information about the, the drug, uh, how the clinical results look like and, and the details of these uh, things. But uh, the, in terms of chemistry, um, it's important that we understand what happens, what has been done, what failed. Sometimes failure is more important than uh, what is the right way because from the failures you can learn and um, then you can define the right way how to go forward. Mm-hmm. And then uh, eventually you can step into a PPQ and validation of the process. Great. Thank you. Um, how do you tend to handle clinical trials and regulatory affairs? Do you have a, a separate um, department within the CDMO to look after that? How do you approach it? Um, yes and no. Start with the no. We do not run clinical trials. This is done by our, our partners, by the clients. We deliver the material and he's performing and executing the clinical trials. And in this perspective, it's very important that we are on time because mm-hmm. he has uh, slotted in his uh, tests and, and so we need to deliver the material. Um, the yes uh, refers to the regulatory affairs. So we, there we have a standing group, um, specialists working for decades on, on in the area. Uh, we can consult our clients. We discuss with the customers about the strategy, what kind of data, what kind of experiment should be done that we can, we or the customer can file um, the documents with the authorities. So it's um, depending on, on the on customer's wish, we can file or the customer files then. But we are consulting and executing um, the writing and providing the information to the clients. Great. Thank you. If you were to look out over the next 12 months or so, what's coming up for Carbogen AMSIS? What's in the pipeline? Is there anything which you're able to talk about, which you're particularly excited about, things which you think are going to bring something new to the industry? Yes, again, I cannot mention the name, but I can describe what we, what we have done over the past years. And especially for the next 12 months, we, we are waiting, awaiting the, the breakthrough in terms of commercialization. Um, that's a project we started about five years ago. It's um, about 11 steps in total and very complex chemistry, starting from a non-high potent compound and ending up with drug product. And the drug product is the antibody drug conjugate. Hmm. And what we have done, we involved all different kinds of sites. We started in Manchester, for example, where um, we, we run non-GMP chemistry. So they produce the intermediate. The intermediate goes to one of our Swiss sites where we do the first GMP steps. From there, it goes to a third site to produce the warhead, so-called warhead, which is the active part of an ADC. And from there, we go into our ADC suite in Bubendorf in Switzerland. And those guys, they produce the aqua solution, which is then provided to our site in Saint-Bosier, where we do our drug product. Uh, the drug product, the solution is put in vials and lyophilized to dryness, and then it goes to clinic. So this is quite an exciting product and project we have because it involves a lot of chemistry, 
a lot of different technologies, highly complex. And the beauty of this is that we have one single point of contact for our clients in terms of project management. But the client has the possibility, if desired, to talk to each individual site um, with different aspects and a different focus. So it's quite um, nice work. Hmm. You're describing a very European network. Have you found that Brexit has caused any issues, particularly with your your Manchester base? It's an interesting question. Um, The biggest impact is the administration and Mm. and the paperwork we have to do. Um, Luckily, we were pretty well prepared um, what could happen. So our supply chain, specifically in the transition uh, transmission uh, phase, we uh, prepared everything. We took material on stock so we could smoothen the the bumps a bit. And meanwhile, uh, operation has settled down in the sense it's smooth, smoother now, uh, but it's still more cumbersome than before. Mm. Um, but it works. Um, similar situation, maybe talking about uh, European centricity. We got a site in Shanghai. There, of course, we have uh, similar issues or challenges uh, in terms of administration and and financial uh, impacts um, that we can take materials to there or from there to back to Europe. Mm-hmm. But not meanwhile, we're quite experienced to uh, to this work, so we have a lot of experience to um, organize and manage also the supply chain across the countries uh, from UK into Europe into Switzerland, which is also not part of uh, EU, uh, but also to different continents like China. Great. It sounds like you're finding your way through it. Yes. The exciting thing in our business is that we are at the up, at, at the forefront of the technology hmm. and not only on the chemistry part of, of everything, but also on the medication part um, in, the, in, the, in the clinics and so on. We see where the trend goes to. Uh, and this is very exciting. So, um, so this is something um, which is going forward and progressing. And of course, part of the reason why the industry is pretty wealthy at the moment and healthy is uh, because of the pandemic. The people understood that medicines, drugs are very important to humans. And, and therefore, we can be grateful that we got people like... Uh, uh, the guys in the pharmaceutical industry, but those of our people in CDMO business to give support to this. Do you feel like you're making a difference when you go to bed at night? Do you feel as though the work that you're doing is for the good? Well, of course, not every night um, thinking what a great day. <laughs> but um, if you if I lean back a bit and look what we have achieved over the past months and years, I can say yes. Mm. And, and this is uh, really something which makes us proud. Um, every individual and every employee in our organization understands that he can make a difference with his work or her work. They can make a difference to people's life mm. because these are new applications. Sometimes we really know um, where the drug goes into. So even sometimes we know the patient. Um, so it's makes a difference, it can make a difference, and this makes us proud, but gives also sense behind the work. Stefan, thank you so much for your time. You're welcome, thank you. 
To find out more, head to carbogen-amsys.com. Keep up to date with the latest events in the PharmaSource community at pharmasource.global/events.